Welcome back to Noob School. Today, I have one of my true all-time favorites, uh, one of the people who most reminds me of me, Mr. Rob Greer. Welcome, Rob. Hey, John, it's always an honor to be in your presence, <laughs> and uh, you've always been a mentor, so it's great to be here. Big honor. Thank of you. Of course. Of course. Well, <clears throat> you see why I like him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so let's start with this, some, something easy. Tell us how you decided to get into sales in the first place. Well, um, I was selling jewelry in high school. I had done a little bit of yard work for the family in Rock Hill, South Carolina. They had one of the two jewelry stores in the mall back then when we had malls. Okay. And uh, I had done some yard work, and they asked me to come in and help them with the Christmas decorations. Wait a second. So you were were working in the yard, and they said, come help us in the store? Yeah. Okay. To, right. and, and it was to... Hang decorations. Okay. Back then, you didn't put decorations up till Christmas, Thanksgiving weekend okay. for Christmas. Yeah, and they got busy, and I grabbed a set of keys and sold some earrings while I was supposed to be hanging garland. Yeah, and um, they were like, "Hey, you want to come back?" And and so it was great, even coming back for two Christmases uh -huh. uh, through my sophomore year. I got to do sales. Was it any commission? Yes, it was. Uh, not the first two three years. But, yeah, um, it was like two percent. Two percent of the sale over minimum wage. It was great, and you were in the mall. So, mall in the eighties. You know, it yeah. was great. Lots of lots of social. Great. Did, great did you have a mullet by chance? No, I did not. Mom and dad wouldn't let me have a mullet. Or I've got one now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Awesome. It's I, a, no, I love yours. Well, thank you. It's a Kobe. It looks it looks okay in the bunt. I think. Yeah, the man bun. But but the mullet is not looking good. That's all right. Um, well, that is so cool. That's that's a. I think your story is more what most people think happened in sales. That like someone kind of got into sales in high school and made commissions and sold stuff. And it is it is the perfect thing to do if you want to get into sales. Right? Is to get some early experience. Yeah, I, I was lucky. Now I didn't go to college per se. Yeah. To go be in sales. What was it? Um, what were you thinking? Well, I was, I did want to go into the military uh -huh. and then changed my mind yeah. with some certain things. Yeah. And uh, so I was interviewing for a bunch of management jobs, basically anything yeah. that came in to the placement office right. back then, which is career services today. Right. I know where it is. We called it placement back then. You know, yeah. it wasn't very proactive, the name placement. Yeah. And this is at the Citadel. It's at the Citadel. Yeah, of course. Um, and that's where I met you, actually. I know, I know. And you worked there at the office, right? I ended up getting a job there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, truthfully, sales was not something that I wanted, but I kept going to these banking interviews, yeah. the textile companies coming out for all the management, and yeah. they would say at the end of the interview, well, hey, this has been great. Have you considered sales? And I was, it would, you know, almost right. cringe a right. little bit. Right. I don't know right. why, but. Because well, I mean, it's the most rewarding career. Right. I mean, I, I think it's a great point because the reason I think you cringe is because of what was put in your brain as a, as a younger person is that it's, it's used car selling and it's tricky and it's not reputable and head trash. It's head trash. Yeah. So I'm glad you glad you see that. But you you actually you know one of the reasons <clears throat> that I get to talk on these podcasts to people like you is we found you. We found each other. And you matched up perfectly for our job requirements. 
right? I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you forced yourself to do this. You were just, you walked in and you felt like you were in the right place. I I wanted to be around you and yeah. I wanted to be a part of what you had going on. Yeah. And if you were pouring the Kool-Aid, I was there drinking it. But well, yeah. I, in, through the interview process. I mean, well, I loved my visit when yeah. I came up. I was going to interview at Ferguson for that weekend yeah. where they yeah. bring in, they bought you Wild Turkey mm -hmm. 101 mm -hmm. and all these great things. Mm -hmm. And um, that was my first time after our interview coming up is yeah. I had another interview. So I was kind of controlling the time. I yeah. dropped in on you on the way to Atlanta. Um, but just I wanted to be a part of what you had going on. Right. Well, <clears throat> we found each other. And there was, there, there's, again, if, if, if you're a noob and you're trying to, to, um, to figure out where you fit in, <clears throat> you need to understand you don't fit in everywhere, right? You have right. to find that right spot. And it's not like you couldn't do something you didn't fit in perfectly with. It just would have been harder for everyone. But you and I fit in great, and you did great stuff for us. Um, and you did consider some other stuff. Um, let's talk about <clears throat> you, had a, you started at, I, I assume, age 21, with us as a sales sales inside salesperson, yes, 20, 21, 22, 20. No, it was twenty two. Twenty two. It was twenty. Yeah, and so just I'm just saying that the level set for the people these the, the youngsters watching this is that's where you started, and you really applied yourself from the beginning, not just with selling, but with ideas for the business and different things. And before long, we asked, we trusted you, and we asked you to move to England and set up an office for us over there. Am I right? Yeah, it was about six or seven months. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I decided. Because that process started before I the I sent you over I there before you even with us for a year? Yeah, I, I came the Monday after May in graduation. I started with y'all. <laughs> and in January, I was in, um, and I just bought my house over <laughs> there on Douglas Drive. And Todd Lorbach called me and said, uh, we're wanting to open an um, office in England, yeah. and uh, we want you to interview for yeah. it. And uh, I think by March or April, it was March. By March, we were over there. So that was... Isn't that wild? I'm, I'm slow on the math. Still, I thought it took at it least was, three or four years, but it was less than a year. It was less... Oh, it was less than a year. You put two quick starts together and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> It was just an awesome opportunity. What an experience, though. T tell, tell, tell us about it. Um, well, first of all, I love the culture that you had mm -hmm. created. It mm -hmm. was a fraternity. Hadn't haven't gone to the Citadel. Yeah, fraternities were forbidden. Yeah. Um, and I, when I stepped into DataStream, immediately it became <clears throat> my fraternity. Mm -hmm. You know, you had people like. Vetzel pranking you and mm -hmm. putting fake names in your database. But I absolutely loved coming to work yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, and then, so it was it was hard to leave that, yeah. right? Because there is natural competition that right. comes with it. I loved, we had that grease board. Yeah. We'd gather around that board every Friday um, and then kick out for cocktails and drinks. Um, so it was hard because when we... When DataStream moved us over there, it was funny, I laughed. They moved me via UPS. So my stuff, we didn't really know about customs then either. 
Um, my stuff showed up about a month later. Um, Lorbach lived with me. Todd Lorbach, um, one of the legends, yeah. lived with me. He was my boss and lived with me for about two to three weeks. Um, and uh, then I was on my own. Um, and I worked a lot, mm -hmm. a lot. It, yeah. it, um, the firm had come out, John Grisham's book, and I had read that. And I was logging my hours, and I was working anywhere 110, 120 hours a week. Because back then we'd put together our marketing and stuff, yeah. so I would be doing that at 11 to 2 a.m. Um, and uh, just everything. Yeah. But it was it was great experience to have the autonomy. Um, you know, y'all put me up with a corporate flat or an apartment, mm -hmm. had a corporate car had the Amex and I had my 24th birthday. I remember having my 24th birthday in England mm -hmm. and I'd already been there for six, seven months. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this was the times leading up to going public. And, uh, you know, I had to take some risks over there and I did a lot more in person uh -huh. demos than you guys knew about. Yeah. Cause Dan Christie put the freeze on oh. the, the spending. <laughs> yeah. But I already had a company car and the corporate gas card. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't spend the night. One morning, I got up at 2 a.m., went to Scotland, wow. drove all the way to Scotland from Reading, England, did the interview, and came back at about 3 a.m. Um, so, you, you know, but that was that was fun. Yeah. That was part of it. It was a big part of me. Yeah. It was my identity. Right. Was trying and focusing <clears throat> on being successful, successful for data stream. Yeah. And you and, did. And, and it was, you know, and you did, I carried the flag and data stream <clears throat> was the flag that I carried. You did. And you I did. loved it. You did. And eventually, um, eventually we, you know, as you know, we ended up with like the whole, uh, the, the subway system in England and the whole rail system. I mean, the biggest counts over there we ended up getting after all your, your seed planting. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thanks. No, it was a great experience. And you did a great though. job, too. I just can't believe I sent you over there that <laughs> that early. It's unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> tell us something about sales that turned out to be different or way different than you thought it was going to be. The professionalism that is within sales. Yeah. Um, it's a bond within itself. You know, I, I don't know if they talk about the phrase much anymore, but carrying a bag. Mm -hmm. um, and they're for true, real professionals, carrying a bag, it means a lot. Um, and a lot of respect. You know, you hear about sales is where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. And and that is really so true. Mm -hmm. um, and so we were talking a little bit earlier about head trash. So it's only head trash if you believe it. And so... If you believe yourself to be in a subservient role mm -hmm. as a salesperson, you're probably not going to be very successful. Yeah. In fact, that was one of the things in your training you broke of me quick, and I even pushed back on you at first, mm -hmm. is I kept saying, yes, sir, mm -hmm. yes, sir, mm -hmm. you know, like, sir, yes, sir. Yeah. And you were like, stop that. You want to be at a – you, you want to be as, as a peer, <clears throat> or if not above. Yeah. And so it's a mindset. Yeah. And you were the quickest person – to get me over that mindset to then be successful. Yeah, good. Well, that's it's a great lesson. <clears throat> is that, that the the buyer and the seller 
you know, you need regardless of what side you're on, you it's got to be equal. Yeah. You know, because we're swapping something. Maybe it's money for my services. Maybe it's I'm selling you this and you're trading me that. But it's just a, it's a negotiation to a large degree. So I'm 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 glad for that. I'm glad it's a good point. And the Citadel makes it harder. You know, when you're young and you're coming out of the Citadel to say, you know, yes, sir, to everyone. And and my mama too. <laughs> yeah. You know, my yeah. mama yeah. always said, right. You have good manners, young right. man. Right. Right. Hmm. All right. Um, do you remember your Colby scores? Yes. What are I they? Um, I, I laugh because it's a two follow market, through, right? Uh, it's a six, two, eight, three. Yeah. Okay. And so I know the big numbers six, yep. which is the first number, is fact finder. Yep. yep. And then eight mm-hmm. is quick start. Mm-hmm. And then I can always get the two and the three confused. So, so I know what they are. So six, two, eight, three. It's very important. <clears throat> I, I recommended that all of our, you know, all of our followers get tested with Colby.com. Absolutely. But, you know, you've got a high. A scale of one to ten, you're high on fact finder. So if you think about an idea, you'll do a lot of homework to kind of figure it out. And then your eight on a quick start means you're very likely to just do it, right? Right. Like go to England when you're 23 <laughs> years old. I mean, crazy, crazy. That's a high quick start. Your follow through is a two, which means it's not it's not natural for you. It's very natural to go and get on a plane and go. Right, but not natural for you to do all the like. I've got to do this. I got to check the visa. I got to do whatever. I've got to get my plan together. My expense (laughs) report. Expense reports exactly. People with low quick start can't get their expense reports done. So all that means is, if you know about it, is you have to have a system to accommodate for that. It could be a personal assistant. Could be a, a fancy planner like you have to kind of completely over plan everything to make sure you got it. Right. Because it's not coming naturally. No. Right. Right. So the point is, it's it's okay to be any of these numbers as long as you know them. Oh yeah, and and you know everything's about stepping outside of your natural human instincts, mm-hmm. and so that's what systems. That's why I like my planner here. What's it called? Uh, this is the next level achievement system. Okay, um, very good. But like planners like that, just to keep you focused. Mm-hmm. Good. So six two eight three, <clears throat> very good. Tell us. Um, since you started as a noob, like like all of us, several couple you know twenty years ago, whenever it was, um, what were some of the best decisions you've made, you know, along that way that you could pass on? As a noob, right, kind of a, a thing. As a noob, and then just keep going. You know, there's a couple okay. other ones that are like good things that you, choices you made. Um, personal development. Okay. Um, and I remember coming in, and I was the guy. I had heard about some Nightingale Connet mm-hmm. at the at, back in the day. They had a monthly tape subscription uh-huh. where I'd get the eight audio cassettes yeah. and the plastic binder. Yeah. And I every month I'd get a new <clears> one. <throat> and I would just really devour those cassettes. And then as other people came on, um, I'd pass them on if they wanted them and always get them back. Um, I found with that high quick start. I'm not the best reader mm-hmm. unless it's fiction. Mm-hmm. And so personal development was hard. So I learned if I got an audio version, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to listen to it three mm-hmm. to eight times in my life, whereas I might not get chapter through chapter three on a book yeah. on the side. Yeah. Um, so personal development. Now, you know, I, I would say audible. You know, a lot of people talk about podcasts. 
podcasts, sometimes you get one personality type. Mm -hmm. So I love Audible because I'm buying books. Mm -hmm. And then I also have a rule that I'm only buying books that they narrated, the author narrated. Uh, so I get their own tonality inflection. Do you have any rules about buying books or things like this when you still have other stuff you bought you hadn't read yet? I need a rule like that. I, and honestly, I've gone to Audible, except your book, your book, and I read it in a week, yeah. which is great for me. But your book is the first book I've read in three years, and <laughs> I loved it. And um, but it's audible. That's that's yeah. my rule because I will listen to that message again and, and again. I'll come that's back great. to the good one. That's a great takeaway for the audience. It's just one thing you can learn so much, you know, from from Audible. I think it's a great one. Um, Give you me a, get your book on. Audible. I'm thinking about that. I, I'm thinking about doing it, you know, myself for that very reason. Because some of the feedback I've gotten from our audience, you know, our college-age people who want to go into sales is, you know, hey, I like the idea, but honestly, I haven't actually read it. We like to listen to things or watch things. And so that's one of the reasons we're doing the podcast, but I think I'm going to go ahead and do it. Do it. Yeah. And and do it yourself or if you have some guest chapter people. Yeah people that know it so that they're hitting uh, your message. It's all so, tonality, so, inflection, yeah, pitch. Yeah, okay. So like if Jenny Shaw is on page or chapter 12 or whatever, she could read her little section. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 that would be a great That's pretty cool. Touch. She, she'll be here soon. Um, <clears throat> tell, tell, tell them some of the things or maybe one or two things that slowed you down, things that you wouldn't do again or you would do a different way. In your in your path to where you are today, yeah, um, I was very impatient. Uh -huh. um, quick start, quick start, yeah. and I love the challenge. So the riskier and the challenge, and the greater the challenge, the 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 more it just got me excited, mm -hmm. and I would jump right in. Um, and so understanding that. For the long-term sales, you are going to have ups and downs. And so the downs were really hard, and it beat me up because yeah. I allowed my identity at that time period yeah. was Rob Greer, Data Stream Sales. I know. I mean, that was I think who we I was. To, such a good lesson, though. Um, such a good lesson to be past that. Yes, and, and, and be patient and trust systems. I didn't want to trust systems, and I, I, I have to have them now. Yeah, absolutely. A process, a system, and then not to <clears throat> not to confuse your you, who you are with this role you're playing. Right. Right. I mean, you're working for a great company and things are going great. Doesn't mean you're great. It doesn't mean you're, <laughs> doesn't mean you're bad if it's going bad. You know, it just you, you know. So anyway, it's, it's a Ab great absolutely great lesson. So let me, let me ask you this very important question: What is your favorite word? Um, that was. One of the questions that you kind of fed into it. And, yeah. and I, I thought about this and I found out I have different favorite words during different paths yeah. of my journey. And I would have said when you hired me, persistence uh -huh. would have been. And I love that quote, persistence prevails when all else fails. Um, I'm, pro, I'm approaching 50 this year <clears throat> and gratitude <clears throat> is and, and gratitude is a proactive state. <clears throat> and I would have to say now my favorite word is gratitude because it forces and reminds me to 
to be grateful and mm-hmm. thankful mm-hmm. for the ride, yeah. the experiences, the things. Wonderful. And when we have gratitude in our lives, more things come our way. <clears throat> that's wonderful. Well, that's a powerful message for, for everyone who's listening. And uh, I just want to thank you for being here and driving down from Charlotte. I do want to ask you one quick question. I have this hat sitting here. That's a, a gift from me to you. At Rob Real Props. That's your business. That's my uh, social media account. And, and, and tell things. us what you're doing now. I, I'm in commercial real estate, okay. and I focus on working with investors, buyers and sellers of yeah. apartment buildings. Yeah. They call it multifamily yeah. in the commercial real estate good. world. Well, good time to be in real estate. Yes, it is. Good time to be Rob Greer. It's a good time to be here with you, man. I can't tell you how Thank much. Thank you, brother. I love I've you. Enjoyed, I love you, too. Okay. Man.